Well, I want to welcome all of our listeners tonight to a Celebrating Life teleclass with our very uh, uh, friendly brother, monk, uh, spiritual seeker, uh, Reverend Kerry Chen. Welcome, Kerry. Thanks, Padre, and uh, thank you, everybody, for being on the call because um, it's not just information, you know. Everything we do for ourselves helps humanity, so thank you for being on the call. Mm. Well, you know, Carrie, I've read many articles. I've, you know, you've been part of our ministry for many years, and you know, just to see the evolution of who you are and who you're becoming, and now leading people into to that greater experience that we all know as that God presence. And um, I'm just delighted that we can host you tonight, and and just talk about this thing about. Time is changing, you know. It's quite incredible that um, um, each of us and the world, you know, the world is evolving and we're actually seeing it full monte now, you know. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how do we enter into that, I call it time of change, without fear? You know, it can be a challenge but also an opportunity. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll let you at least lead us right now in um, your concept of a time for change. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to start off with just a, a brief prayer, if that's okay, Padre. That'd be beautiful, Carrie. Okay. Right. Holy Spirit, all that is, creator of all, essence of all life, we bow to you, to ourselves, to the divinity within us, within creation. We ask that you take our little will, our little ego, and merge it with thee, so that we may be aligned with the Spirit, doing the will of the divine, living the life, the highest life, the best purpose, highest service, in your name, we thank you, amen. Okay, Padre. Um, well, this is a time of change, both uh, collectively and individually. Um, collectively, this, I believe, this is the time that Yeshua spoke of, and many other traditions have spoken of this time. Uh, yes, Yeshua said, Jesus said, um, all I do, you shall do, and more. He was speaking of a time when humanity would evolve. Um, he also said the kingdom of heaven is within you. Um, and I, have I not said ye are gods? So we are coming upon that time where we're starting to realize that. And it's been written, in, again, in many different traditions, in many different spiritual paths, and, and many, uh, many different ways. Uh, the Hopis had theirs. Ancient Vedic astrology talked about this time. Uh, other spiritual masters, Yogananda and others, talked about this time. Um, so we are witnessing an elevation in human consciousness. Um, uh, and and there's, a, uh, there's a lot of crazy things happening in the world. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. But um, it all has a purpose. Uh, 
we might like to think that it's all nice and easy and smooth. The transition is as is, um, is, is painless, so to speak. But <laughs> if we can use our lives as, as an example, we know that's generally not the case. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. You know, but I not also that. believe it's part of the pain. Um, pain actually grows us. You know, but it's not an easy place to be in when that happens. And I think we're kind of surrounded by that right now in the last couple of weeks. We're really, um, I think life has a grip on us. And so we really do. The only way to do, uh, to undo what we see in a sense of our fears coming up, our challenges, is to really let go. You know, but yes. that's a many steps to, uh, for that to take place in our lives. It is. It is. Um, oh, you know, may I read one poem? One of my I I, I like I enjoy uh, maybe like many of you uh, reading about the lives of various uh, God realized people or masters or saints. Um, sure. And uh, and this one's from Saint Catherine of Siena. She lived in the 1300s. She was a martyr soul, so she only lived into her early 30s. She took on the karma of others. But since the age wow. of six, she she was speaking directly to God, and so uh, she was used as a as a conduit, if you was well, a, a, a vessel, a voice for the direct uh, yeah. um, wisdom and guidance of yeah. the divine. So here's one. Here's one uh, conversation she um, she she wrote about um, in her life. It's, it's she named it. No one will begrudge me. And hmm. she's talking directly to the divine. She says, "I talk about it with him." Uh, I talk about it sometimes with him, all the suffering in the world. So she has a concept of suffering, right? She says, yeah. dear God, dear God, I have prayed. How is it possible? All the horrors I have seen, all the atrocities you allow man to commit, when you, God, are ever standing so near and could help us. Could we not hear your voice say no? With such love and power, never again would we harm. So she's begging God to intercede with her version of justice, you know. Mm. And yeah. and and she says, and my Lord replied, "Who would understand if I said that I cannot bear to confine a single wing and not let it learn from the course it chooses?" Oh wow! So God's saying, inherent in this unconditional love is free will. You know, it grants mm. us uh, that. And so Catherine's like, well, okay, but let me argue with you here. <laughs> Six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She says, uh, but, but what if a man walking lost in a forest, weeping and calling your name for help? And unknown to him, he is headed for a covered pit with sharp spears in it that will maim his flesh when he crashes through the trap. Mm. God replies, yes. Why don't I remove every object from this world that would cause someone to weep? Yes. Why don't I speak in a way that could save a life? I opened up my hands, and the infinite ran to the edges of space, and all possibilities are contained therein. All Ooh. possibilities, even sorrow. So he's he's asking her to stretch her view, to change and not be just wow. locked into her, her idea of justice, of right and wrong. Mm. And God goes wow. on. And God says, in the end, nothing that ever caused one pain will exist. Bec 
because the whole creation is an illusion and nobody really gets hurt in the big picture. The soul can never die. So he mm, says, yeah, no one will true. begrudge me. The absolute wow. innocence of all within my creation takes a while to understand. Uh, so God is telling her that ultimately you'll come to see the absolute innocence of all in my creation. And, and that's a journey we're all on, both collectively and individually. So when we hold to our stories of, I was done wrong here, <laughs> I got oh, yeah. the here, <laughs> you know, yes. you're going to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's or, when we, or when we hold to our stories of, Oh, I'm so bad. I did that. Or how good I could never forgive myself for that. Yes. Hey, bed there, done that one too. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a place of consciousness um, where the absolute innocence of all in God's creation, but it just takes a while to understand. So that's the interchange, you know, and we're, again, experiencing it both outwardly in the world, but also within us. Well, you know, Carrie, that is such a profound statement by St. Catherine of Siena. You know, the, uh, it really is a, a window into the, um, the compassionate God we have. And all about, I, we've, I think we all have heard about we all have free choice. But in the event of we being wrong <laughs> or someone else being wrong, we really want to hold on to what we think of uh, life as truth. This is my right. truth. Instead of what is God's eternal truth, which trumps everything that I have or you have, you know, because God created it. And he knows uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and our choices. But, wow, what a profound um, uh, statement that she made. And at least it give us a window into what the thoughts of God is, you know, as Joe Goldsmith would say. So, right. I'm, you know, it reminds me of uh, in the scriptures where um, the uh, Joseph, um, who his brothers uh, was going to kill him, but then decided to sell him, and then he was ended up in jail for 13 years, and, and he had the heart of God, and it's like, well, how could that, that actually be? And then, you know, he had a chance to get out of jail by one of um, reading the hearts of two people, the dreams, and he said, well, let's make a deal. He goes, please tell, you know, the king, uh, uh, Pharaoh, that um, I can interpret dreams. And, of course, they forgot for three more years, and he stayed in jail until it finally, um, life turned around, and then he actually became the uh, savior of Egypt, you know, for seven years of drought and seven years of favor. So, even in these scriptural readings, it really um, opens the door to, it is, our walk is to me mystical. I don't know if other people would define that. I define it in my own life because when, you know, tragedy happens, when illness comes upon, um, when things aren't going right, there's a, to unveil that and actually see God in the midst of all that. You know, but it takes a lot of purging and a lot of letting go to really feel the heart of God in any situation. So, but it's about our learning curve. It's healing of our souls, you know, past, present, or future. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I found that, too, both in my life and in the thousands of clients I work with, you know, from around the world. But we all have the same challenge. We're little God growing into big God. And uh, when we're the little God, we think 
we have to think, we have to analyze, we have to judge, uh, you know, we, this or that, should I do this or that? And, and, but really, um, it's much simpler than that. If we can just surrender what we think um, as right and wrong, and this, this voice inside us already knows everything. It's already connected to everything. It already knows yeah. what the highest choice is. It already knows your whole story. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have to go through the analysis. It would just tell us, and then we have free will, and we can either follow it or not. Um, but yeah. until that happens, we, we really can't know the will of God. We really can't know the highest choice. We can think we do, but until we really <laughs> yeah. connect, right, with that spirit, yeah. we, won't, we won't really know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's part- a read, you know, there's a reading, and I think it's in Romans, where it says about, um, uh, I can't even think of the... Um, it talks about the good will, the acceptable will, and the perfect will of God. So it's like, well, even God has choices, you know, for each of us, even though it says he knew us before we even were created, and he knew what our whole life was going to be about. So why can't we just surrender that knowing and knowing it's within us, it's within our soul, our heart, that he's planted there, our spirit. And But it's, again, that unwinding, you know, those uh, – culture today you know we can pick one whether it's the politics whether it's the stock market whether it's the coronavirus all of these things are just um, an annoyance in a sense and but it isn't it a call to we all have to uh, die in order to find ourselves in a sense that awakens that light that's within us and and it can take multiple times because the scripture says unless the seed falls and dies it cannot rise so to me that's a metaphor but i it's part of what i use as my template of how i see life now the dying part's a little harder for me i like rising (laughs) but it's really um what i'm seeing today even this week for me you know that i have to let go of a lot of things that i want to control so um but you know there's the favor of god and again to me how i access I call it my peace or the peace that passes all understanding, the the spiritual peace, which is the heart of God, is really for me to go within because I won't find it outside. I'll only find it within me. Yeah, that I die daily. That's, you know, that that's all of our challenge. And it's, as you say, it's, um, it's not just once. Okay, I crossed that bridge. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to work like that. <laughs> oh, I wish it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have um, good teachers that remind us of that. <laughs> right. And, and for everybody, it, you know, there's a reason why we resist that, dying daily. Some of us, we haven't yet, we aren't done with our hurt. We aren't done with our mm. anger, so we hold on to it. Uh, yeah. Others are afraid to cross that bridge because they think they'll be annihilated. They think, okay, yeah. I have to give up everything, all my desires, everything, and and who knows? I could be penniless tomorrow, or I could get in a car wreck, or I could, you know, get cancer. If I'm really surrendering, I have to open up to all that possibility, and I don't want to. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But what I found is, hey, cut your Fred. I doesn't want to get you <laughs> <laughs> or smash your car. <laughs> it really um, is true. It really yeah. is true. And I think from for myself, walking a daily path of God and choosing that, I call it a vow. You know, I made a vow and want to serve God. Is what God, my God peace, spirit peace, um, to recognizing that, only God can fulfill me because he's created me. So he knows me as a son, as a daughter, you know, whatever that might be that we can, if I, I, if I know the one who loves me and created me, they, they're going to look out for the best of me, even though circumstances might uh, be very difficult for me to um, accept. Let's put it that way. And knowing I still have my breath, I, God loves me, and this too shall pass. You know, right. so but it's really walking the the. I don't want to even the, use the term spiritual life. I do. That would be my form. But our listeners, you know, the universe can change things around in one moment. You know, and if, if we trust this breath, the next breath, it really is following the very heartbeat of heaven. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, there's a there's a great book many many years ago. It's written by a psychologist, um, uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, and he, you know he wasn't oh, a spiritual yes. guy. He didn't believe in a lot of things, and um, and he he was working with a, a client, a patient that had OCD, I believe. Um, oh wow! And so he hypnotized this client, and this client spontaneously started to remember many past lives. Um, all without, you know, Dr. Weiss's prompting it. This person just started spewing, oh, I was here, and I did this, and oh, wow. <laughs> and, and as that person came to terms with the things they had done, their OCD got better and better until it was gone. And it, um, it, it's, um, you know, that's what I see in, in ourself. The, the number one thing... Uh, when I work with clients, the number one thing that that prevents us from from opening to change to a new way, it, it ultimately even more than being hurt by another or being afraid that we're going to be annihilated, ultimately we can't forgive ourselves. That's what mm. it comes down to. There was wow. something, some event, something, and. We just cannot. It's not the universe can't forgive us. It's not that God can't forgive us because yes. the universe doesn't hold the position. God doesn't judge you in that way, but we can't. And that's the number one thing I see that stops us. It, it's the most painful thing that, wow, could I have done that? Really? Really? Yeah. I hurt yeah. people like that? Um, mm -hmm. It's hard. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, you know, to um, bring it to the forefront in my own life, you know, 10 years ago, my, our mentor, Ron Roth, passed away, and then I was chosen to lead uh, Celebrating Life, you know, to its next version, and the, one of the hardest things for me to do was just forgive myself of, I can't do this, you know, I've made all these mistakes before, and how could, quote, God bless me with this beautiful ministry, and I don't feel like I'm equipped. It was all this self-talk, a negative talk, and, you know, I for a Catholic, I go to confession, but yes, 
they're supposed to be forgiven, and they are, but I couldn't accept it for myself because somewhere I needed to prove that I was wrong, that I'm not right. worthy of this. So I agree 100% in your analogy of we can't forgive ourselves, you know. Yeah. But here's the key, but I believe the Spirit can. And But I forgot to give it up to the Spirit to change me. I tried to do it in my own flesh, and it doesn't work that way. We've got to surrender not. all our stuff. It, it is, you know, the, the the me, the you and the me, the ego part cannot forgive itself. It just no. doesn't to. It cannot. <laughs> we have to beat everybody up, else up, but it's like, oh, my God, it's like, help me with this one. So, yeah. you know, yeah. to me, that's, that's where that's, I initiate my response to God however we see God's spirit, that I need help. And so that total surrender, that innocence, that child, you know, that we're all called to become still, and just trust the process, trust the universe. And it's like it's a a teaching that keeps coming around and around and around because our unhealed wounds still comes to the surface because the more we receive light into our being, then the darkness has to come forth. And so now another choice. Of course, a miracle would always say, choose once again. And it's like, mm-hmm. doggone it, how come I can't get it right the first time? You know, and then move on. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that still is hidden that still has not been risen from me. So, and that's a, definitely a walk. I want to say a walk of love, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of hurt. But eventually, you know, there's a light that comes forth that, and I know that I know that I am loved by God. And to me, that's my springboard to keep moving forward. So, Yeah. Isn't that the truth? You know, we, we, we come to the, the, we exhaust all avenues of forgiving ourselves, ultimately. And it, and it leads us at this point where we have to surrender. We have no other option. No, we <laughs> Nothing don't. else is going to work. <laughs> True. And then the I mean, light does come in. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, a miracle mm-hmm. happens. If we can yeah. get to that point, a miracle happens. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know you have experienced that as well as I. Have, I call it praying for people. You know, when you see the shift happening and you know that you know now they're going to get better. They're, they mm-hmm. experience another step in their own uh, evolution, and their disease, their sickness, their depression leaves. And it's like, well, thanks be to God. It's nothing I said, but everything that has come through us by the Spirit, you know. And, and I know you've, you know, had thousands of cases working for people. And the idea of just being a vessel, I call it the ear of God in a sense, just to listen and see in. I think you're part of that. You can see their past uh, and, and acknowledge it to set that portion free so they can enter into the new. Yeah, it's, um, it's a magical thing, this thing we call life. Uh, we go around and around in circles only to find that hidden inside of us was God all along. This light, mm. this uh, we were looking all these other places <laughs> and convinced we wouldn't be in God's favor, and, and ultimately, <laughs> when it when it blossoms, you feel it inside yourself, right? Yeah, like absolutely. something comes alive. Um, yeah, not just 
from outside, but inside. Inside, yep. Yeah. Because what, what I have found in my experience, and I've had multiple encounters of that, of the light, was because it came from within, it changed the out, outward. And all my efforts trying to change the outward didn't matter. It's only when it came from within, and now my the, the veil was lifted, and I see things so differently. I remember the very first time I encountered, I call it the light Christ. You know, was at a, a, a boys' retreat, and and I really didn't want to be there. I mean, there's a good old German in me. My parents says, oh, you know, if you don't like it, you can come back. Well, yes, but they took off with the car, and I left me in another state. <laughs> There's that good old discipline for the parents. You deal with it, we'll pick you up later. And I was determined I was not going to like this place. For three days, I just sat there just, you know, being mad. And, of course, we had a reconciliation and all that part of the ritual, the retreat, and at the end, you know, it's kind of happy. It's like, oh, hey, we're finally, I get to go home, you know, and it was saying goodbye to the people, and all of a sudden, this light came through me, of, I call it liquid love, and I knew that God loved me for the very first time, and it's like, wow, and from that, that point, I've had multiple encounters of that, and my hope is that everyone who's listening to this call can have one of those encounters again, if not for the first time, because the portal's open. We're talking about this. We're talking about your life, my life, everyone's life. And if we go into that entering into that place, the door opens because we're knocking. And knocking the door will be open for you. So it's about the invitation. But I'm excited about that. Now, I was reading, you know, uh, uh, some of your background, Carrie, and you mm-hmm. talked about, because you uh, had a startup for your own company, I believe, was mm-hmm. it a computer yeah. company? Yeah. yeah. You know, and the, and then you let that go, and then mm-hmm. something else came forth. You know, I think, was it oneness, or was it um, your experience with Ama Bhagwan? Well, I, I've had many experiences. Uh, um, Yogananda used to visit me in my sleep and <laughs> tell me how restless Good my mind was. Good for you. I wasn't as uh, elevated as that, like you. <laughs> um, um, I, you know, I came upon uh, Ron Roth um, in '98, um, and then uh, then I started to go to India in 2005 and things like that. So, uh, I, yeah, I've had, <laughs> had a bunch of uh, a bunch of turns <laughs> in the road here. <laughs> And each one is part of our own development, you know. And again, if you see life as a teacher, and they are for ourselves and for our next steps, we really do learn to trust that process. And a lot of that process is still difficult because we're still working with ourselves or our our lack of, you know, understanding. But again, we pursue, pursue, and that whole thing about dying daily, that seed has to die in order to rise again to bear fruit. So um, I'm... I don't always look forward to dying, but I recognize it (laughs) in that place. (laughs) And it's like... And then it becomes, uh, I don't want to say a spiritual habit, in a sense, that you recognize, oh, I understand what this is. And then there's that place that we just release and let go without the judgment and allow grace to take over us. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that a... It, it becomes easier in, in the way that we resist it less and less because it, it proves each time 
the, the wisdom, the mercy, the glory of God, whatever we want to call it, that, that whatever this essence is that created everything is way smarter than what we think we are. And, and it, it has a better way. Why do we fight it so much when, when it's got a better way? Well, it reminds me of myself, you know, um, I'm not the most intelligent person, even though spiritual intelligence, I believe it is, but not necessarily uh, language, English, <laughs> spelling, computers, all those things. When I try to prepare a talk and I do my diligence, but when that doesn't come through and then I just surrender and then this beautiful stream comes through, uh, to me it's embarrassing, but yet it's actually a truth that I really do let spirit speak. And I believe all those who have encountered you and your readings that you do individually and corporately, you know, that that spirit comes through and the wisdom comes. And it's like it does change our daily practices. It changes the way we see life, feel life, and experience life. And it's, to me, that's the, the power beyond our, our own words. But God uses our words, our mouth, our eyes, our touch, in order to experience a, a total expression of who God is or who the Spirit is that birthed us, but also says, it's time to come home, you know, time to die again for another uh, experience. But it's pretty profound. You know, you, you look at, you know, the, uh, the virus going on, and it's like, how are we responding to that? Is it of the fear? Is it about protection? Or about, you know, I go to my scriptures because for me, the scriptures, uh, it's like a love letter for me when I read the scriptures, and there will be one word, one sentence, one paragraph will just be illuminated. And it brings me to that place that I knew that that liquid love came down and just says, you're okay, regardless of you get the virus. If you don't get the virus, I'm still there with you. And that right. assurance of that is, it's a treasure for me, you know, and within our community. You know, we try to uh, uh, invite people into that experience. But it's a deeper walk with God, with the Spirit, with the angels, because we do have assistance, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, one of the... Um the great things in my life and my time with with celebrating life and, and when Ron was alive, um, I witnessed so many examples where the spirit, this light, went into a person because I could see it. I could watch it. Mm. And yet that person wasn't fully surrendered. They weren't, quote, a perfect person. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yet, no judgment. And yet, the light yeah. was going there. <laughs> um, in spite of. Yeah. In spite of. And it, it, maybe it's like your experience from that boys' retreat. Uh, were you fully surrendered? Were you 100% surrendered? Probably not. No, I was fucking the system all the way around. Right. That's and so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And, and yet this light. This liquid yeah. light went into you. Yeah. I learned that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to do everything right. We don't have to right. be 100% surrendered. We don't, we don't have to have this super God consciousness that the masters and Yeshua had. <laughs> but yes. if there's a part of us that is just willing, it's enough. Yeah. The, the door is open, and that's enough. Um, yeah. That was... That's one of the greatest things I've witnessed during Ron's time with Celebrating Life, that 
we didn't have to be perfect to receive grace. No. Just just a little crack of an opening was enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I believe also is true, and, you know, of course, this is my limited thinking, is we're being invited to a place, a portal, a position. And within that position, you know, the, the activity of the Spirit is inviting us to come in. You know, whether it's going on a retreat, whether it's going to Sedona and sitting on the mountains, you know, going to Brazil, going to uh, India, you know, there's there sometimes you have to go outside our, quote, belief system <laughs> of where God is and just be still and know I am God. And so even in my stubbornness, <laughs> God got me to a place, and it's like, well, how's it now? <laughs> How do you like that? You know, being closed up and knowing I was thinking I was going home, but actually the door opened that I could experience where I will go when I die. You know, it's right. like, oh, my God, it was bigger than my thought at all. So, you know, then I started to, quote, love my parents again because <laughs> I had many choices of words <laughs> of what I thought of them leaving me there, but yet it was yeah. the perfect place. So even in the crises, God is available. He can open up that door. She can open up that door, however you see God, that it really is. It, I don't say it doesn't matter. We learn we're such a peon in this universe, you know, of evolution. So, and the, the consciousness that evolves. And I know you're a seer, so you can see those things. I'm more black and white, but I've learned to not even choose that in a sense and just become what is. And mm -hmm. these miracles happen. So They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, your talk. You're going to be giving out a seminar or your teleclass on your life. Yeah purpose. What, what right. is some of that um, that would intrigue our listeners to participate in? Well, um, um, you know, what I've seen in working with people and in my own life is uh, when we die, we, we, we start the process of creating our next adventure. Um, mm. Maybe it's on earth, maybe it's in a different place, but but we we start creating it from the perspective of our soul, from a higher consciousness, and and we review our life in detail. You know, it takes three or four minutes or three or four days on Earth time, but in spirit time, once you die, it's years. You know, you're, you're going <laughs> over here, like, like right, yeah, and. And so, and the interesting thing is we experience life when we're doing that life review, both from our perspective, but also the perspective of another. We, we are shifted into this oneness consciousness. So if we cause somebody pain, we feel their pain like we're them. Exactly. Um, if we cause somebody joy, we feel their joy as we are them. And from that vantage point of of unity, of oneness, we start to map out our next life. So we all come in with a very detailed uh, plan of, of what we want. If if we have certain addictions, we're, we're not going to be, you know, the daughter of, of Mother Teresa if she had children. <laughs> we're not going to be born into that family. You, would, you might think, you know. 
Yeah, you know, yes. no, we're going to get into, you know, a, a South Philadelphia family of yeah. addicts, you know, seven generations or something, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It reminds me of um, Ron talking about that, because everybody wants to go to Hawaii, or everybody wants to, I'm going to be reincarnated as the queen of Egypt. You know, yeah. and it's like, well, what about the garbage person? You know, pick up garbage. It's like the reality of that is I know we have vivid imaginations, but it's like I just yeah. want to be, you know, and it's like and that evolution will happen, you know. Right. You know, for yeah. you to um, uh, consider, and I'll ask this question for myself and uh, those that are listening, is to how what would be a step for people to, you know, release that, I call it imagination, that might be blocked. I say, well, I don't see this or I don't feel this. You know, is there a, a common denominator or is it just a willingness to uh, not say that anymore and say, well, I do, I can eventually open that door for us as, you know, those who are less than in a sense. Yeah, you know, um, the first step is is a willingness. We We have to be in a place where we... Um, where we can say, I don't know everything. Ooh. You know, stories, my beliefs, my version of right and wrong. I surrender that. I don't know everything. That puts us, because our spiritual team, you know, God, your spiritual team, they want to help us. But yeah, we have free will. Right, yeah. so if we want to hold on to our version of truth, which isn't the truth, <laughs> but we think it is, right? Right. If we, if we want to hold on to that, they have to say, "Okay, you know, yeah. I can't interfere. I can't help." So the first step has to be a willingness to say, well, "Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe you know, my story of of right and wrong and isn't isn't the whole thing. Maybe it's." Maybe it's not true at all. Right. Yes. Opens the door, and and then we can ask for help. We can ask our mm. spiritual team. That's their purpose. Their purpose is, you know, because they're up in the in the nice, nice place, and we're down like slugging it out here. You know, it's much harder down here. <laughs> they want to help us, but they can't violate our free will. So the first yeah. step has to be. Okay, I'm going to let go of my story and then mm. and ask you to help me. Ask the divine to help me. Ask my spiritual team to help me. Ask the angelic realm to help me. When we have that, it doesn't really matter if we're psychic or we're not or we're intuitive or we're not. Right. They're going to they're going to get to you in a dream in in a coincidence in a something. It's going to happen. Your book's going to fall on your foot. Something's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I believe so, all those things are true because, you know, I always say God gives us breadcrumbs. Just follow the breadcrumbs. Eventually he'll lead us, she will lead us to that place that we're actually we're looking for, but because we're so dense in a time and, you know, our ego says, I want it my way, this way. And, you know, right. I, we can show up today that way. You know, but eventually, how how much longer does it take for me, I'll just speak for myself, to let go? Because whenever I'm encountering life itself, you know, like trying to avoid the, the virus, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. which way should I go? You know, should I go? Should I stay? You know, the mind just it continues to ravel. But until I go back to that place where I know God exists in me and it's within me, it's like, then I can find the peace. 
that the chatter outside can really do a number on me, you know, personally. So, but I remember early on in my work, um, you know, growing up Catholic, and I thought that was the only box that uh, God came through, you know, and then working with Ron Roth in the healing ministry, you know, for what, 28 years, working side by side, and, you know, everybody, whether you knew God or didn't know God in a denomination, not, not a denomination, but I seen the work of the spirit and it's like, wow, I, my box had to be shattered. That says everything's possible, not just my limited viewpoint. And, you know, to me, that's like the goodwill, the acceptable will and the perfect will. That's the goodwill. It's like, okay, you know, you can have that version, but you know, there's so many others out there. And so right. I decided I don't want to settle for just what is. I really want to go beyond that, whatever that is. But it's taken a, a great teacher like Ron Roth to kind of break my paradigms multiple times or daily in order to actually free myself to be where I am now, where it's, I can, I want to say see beyond, but I do, my gift is I can see the heart, you know, and it's just, so people says, well, uh, that personality, it doesn't work and I go, but I see the jewel, I see the gift in them. And that's what I go after is that, not the illusion, not the personality, which we all have, but uh -huh. it's really about uh, defining and nourishing that gift that's there so it can come forth and become that which God calls each of us to do. That, I've seen the same thing, Padre. Uh, you know, we, we live life. It, it's tough here on Earth School. is tough. But when you read somebody's heart, you see, you see their true nature. Um, yeah. It may be somebody that has a great sense of compassion, um, and yeah. yet on the outside they may not look like it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I see, I experience yeah. that, including myself. I have to own yeah. that too. Yeah. But don't you don't you find when when you speak the truth of what you see? Oh, this is what I see in your heart. The real you is this person that has a great, great compassion, that does yeah. not judge. Even though that may seem different than their outer world self. Correct. Don't yeah. you find that, it, that there's a knowing inside people that, yeah. I, well, you know, the, I see the, that too. It's, a, it's incredible because how would I explain that the – Actually, I think we're seeing what God has seen or created. It's part of their their stuff, you know, that he really wants to, she wants to manifest in a person's life. And I believe these layers, which we can call wounds, pain, unforgiveness, whatever it might be, really does block our awareness of the actual gift that wants to come forth. And to me, that's where mentorship, readings like yourself, that you give people hope and you kind of point the way that it's over here. And as a, a parent, we keep teaching our kid, you know, put, putting some parameters, boundaries around them so it harnesses that energy so it actually goes in the right direction. Otherwise, but we do have free will, so we can have what we want, but yet it's going to take us longer to define that gift that's within us. And to me, that's what our ministry does. You know, we have an uh, educational program, so we kind of lean people into that, their charism, 
you know, and, and perfect that which God calls us to, which is being in relationship. And sometimes those relationships can be hard, but it's actually the go beyond that where the gift lies. So, but I've seen them over the years in my life, that same thing. And when I call it God reads their heart, I can see beyond the personality. And it's like, and to me it was, I've always had that but I didn't really accept it. Now I am. And, you know, the, the transformation of people, just by a kind word, you know, and not seeing the chaos around us, but seeing what God wants to say to that person. And to me, everybody wants to know that they're loved. Everybody wants to know that they belong. And so if we expand our consciousness and saying, well, uh, if we, quote, sin, miss the mark, the air, the arrow, uh, miss the mark, that it's like, that's okay, because there's a bigger target over here. Let's go over here, and I'll walk you through that process. Because to me, walking with my brothers, my sisters, strangers on the road, it can really heal a heart, and ultimately, that's the place where the gift lies and wants to come forth. So um, I, I'm just blessed to be a part of that. And I know in our ministry right now, uh, not to brag about it, but there's a there's a consciousness, there's a uh, a quality that shows up when we come together. Like at, uh, we're having a spring retreat coming up next month um, in California, and Carrie's one of our speakers. But this consciousness, when we come together, this consciousness is actually growing. I almost could call it like an incubator. There's something here that I call it creates miracles. And to me, it's really about loving each other, but then also stepping into whether the teachers, like yourself, speaks and that word goes forth and it creates miracles. So I want to be a part of that, that pool of grace. And I've seen it increase over the years. So what is the Holy Spirit saying to you of maybe planting a seed for this retreat? What word or or what you're going to be teaching about that might um, entice them to sign up for it? You know, this, this light is coming in as you speak. It's been coming in for the last 10, 15 minutes. I know sure. that, yes. I agree yeah. with that, yes. I'm sure many mm-hmm. of the people on the call... Uh, can feel it. This this light, um, in my language, it it helps return us to the truth of who we are. Ooh, I love you know, that. You could say you could say the best in us or the the God in us. Um, yes, it transforms us in that way, and and it's getting more powerful. It's it's a global yes. phenomenon. Um, yeah. Yes, it's, it's like a, a vortex when we get together in the spring and fall retreats and so forth and at the two days yeah. and, and things. But this, this, this God energy, we are being birthed into a new Ooh. consciousness. But yet not new in the sense it's, it's invented from new. No, it's, it's already in us. It's already there. It's being released, if you will, or we are being reminded that that is our true nature. And um, and if we're willing to change, if we're willing to let go of our version of what we think reality is mm-hmm. and truth is, that essence, we can invite it in, and it transforms us from the inside out. That's as, that's, that's as good as I could... Trade talk well, 
It's beyond all talking, right? <laughs> I've had times when I was speaking, and it's like nothing comes, but just presence is here, just as yeah. we're speaking. You know, people are experiencing that tangible whispers of heaven. The angels, the saints, your spiritual guides, they're present. And to me, that's what we all want to be longing to or longing to become that. And to me, that's a, it opens the door for the miracles. I mean, I'm, I'm so delighted to have you on this call tonight, but also just to share spiritual truth because it stirs my spirit up. And it helps me remember. And I hope, you know, the listeners that are listening to this program, you, uh, you have that same sense you know, of those maybe childhood memories, maybe those when you were broken and all of a sudden the light came through. And it's like it helps you remember who God is. The universe supports us in 100%. Now, do we get blocked because of our own judgments and choices that we've made? Yes. But the beautiful part of that is it doesn't matter. Go back to the source who created us and start again. Let that seed grow again because it's in that intimacy into you I see that really the mystery unfolds for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yogananda used to say that God has everything, but the one thing God does not have uh, is your love. That's up to you. And Whoa, I like that. That was I love that actually. So in my language it's are we willing to let go and let this grace this of our story, of our version of reality mm, of yeah. who we think you are and I am and what's right and wrong and let this grace, this this holy light come. Um that it's saying the same thing. Um it really is. We're inviting in this spirit. You know, we've had um, many years with our mentor, Ron Ross, and um, how he tapped into the spirit, you know, during whether it's a talk, um, and we've heard his talks multiple times, <laughs> same theme, but multiple times, but yet uh, when it came time to listen to the Holy Spirit of the now moment, which is now right now, that uh, the door opens, and then he just spoke through healings, what God was healing in the room. And we all have had many encounters of that and still do within our ministry core. So it, it, it's a building up of what we knew as true in the past, but also present, but then leaning into. And I think, I think it's Philippians 2, I think it is, or Philippians 3. It's, you know, this quote, I love it. It says, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what lies ahead. I press towards the goal, the prize of our heavenly call, which is the heart of God. And what we just discussed during this hour is like, you know, forgive your past, just let it go. Accept your present, but also where we're going, and which is eternal, past, present, and future. So when we can surrender ourselves, our situations, <laughs> the, whatever the environment is telling us, whatever the government is telling us, whatever our circumstance, it can change in a moment because God is uh, in the driver's seat. If we can let go and just allow, that same spirit will um, transform us in a holy moment. So um, 
If you don't mind, Carrie, I think I'm going to just begin to pray for the people, if that works for you. Excellent. Good time. Perfect. I love your prayer in the beginning, Carrie. I love that it was if it's the invitation. And like most of our work in celebrating life, we do start out with prayer. And prayer to me is that just union with God, union with the the the, the source of all life, that life force, that light. And once we acknowledge that, then it has permission to enter in to the places that are still dark, whether we call it an illness, whether we uh, call it a broken relationship, a place where um, we're in rage or depression. All those activities need the light of the divine. So we're just going to allow now that light to have her way in our bodies in our relationships, in our finances, in our health, in our stillness. It's in the stillness that the whispers of heaven can speak volumes to us. A lot of times, God uses angels, saints, guides, normal people to distract us. Because once be still and know I am God is present, that same spirit goes out and begins to heal the heart. The heart that matters. Whatever difficulty you're facing today, whatever fear that has overcome you, which just send the light of Christ, the light of love, liquid love, now minister to you. I just sense it going forth now. How many are going to be baptized in God's love right now? And you might be crying right now, and you're going to be sobbing very soon because the very essence of what gave us life is present. It's making herself known to you right now. All the pain, all the grief, all the fear dissolves. And it's the strength of that divine presence that will overtake you. I just see the, the angels, the ministering angels to go. Some of you are praying for your family members, your kids, maybe the school. Your bank accounts. God can fill your bank accounts with heavenly flow of monies. God created everything. So in that moment, we just say thank you, God, for your deposits of health into our bodies, health into our bank accounts. No harm shall come to you because you dwell in the very heart of the Divine Mother, the Divine Father. We call it Divine Grace. Have her way with us right now. I just really feel the atmosphere, even in your homes or your workplace or in your car, wherever you're listening to this. That heavenly, well, I can just sense it. Wow, they're kind of they're present here in my home. I thank you, Lord our God, for this grace, for your deposit, your heavenly deposit right now. You are forgiven. They are forgiven. Your debt is wiped away. The 
because in the heavenly angelic realm right now, your debt is wiped away. We just trust the very words of God coming through right now. You know, the healing of the heart, diabetes, the blood. Just allow um, cholesterol, high cholesterol, it will go down now because the burden, the weight of the world that you've been carrying now just has been passed through you. It's gone because of the creator of the universe says, it's mine, let me have it. So our spirit can live again, our body can live again. I thank you, O Lord our God, for your decrees of healing. And I just say thank you, God, for even the, the person whose sister that died when she was young, and you're still carrying that weight of your sister. Um, God says, give her back to me, and you'll feel that lifting of the heart. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for even the criminal, like there's blockage in the body, and I just feel a cleansing. You know, the angels are just doing their work right now. They're worker bees, but they're all serving the great I Am presence, the, the light, the light beings. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for what's happening in our bodies, but more important, what's happening in our spirit. For our spirit can come lighter because we're letting go of the weight. We're allowing grace now to overtake us. Just, just really sensing, and whether it's your favorite spiritual teacher, your priest, your saint, God, the living light being, just call upon them right now. And I just see the spirit as rejoicing in gratitude this holy moment, this holy moment of grace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Even these back problems that have been happening over the last three weeks, they're gone now. They're gone. The weight is gone. The strength is renewed right now. And even the exchange of angels right now, the work that they were brought up for you today. Now they can go back to heaven and a new assignment for angels. So most people are going to experience something brand new in the coming week because of the activity that's happening right here. So they know the plans they have for you, the plans to live a life full. So the time is to change. So our response to God is say, I'm willing. And we allow that grace to do her work. Amen. Um, well, this concludes this um, teleclass. I appreciate your support, your love, and being on this call. And please um, sign up for Carrie's um, next class. I think we'll all be blessed. So thank you, Carrie, for being on the call tonight. Thank you, Padre, and thank you, everybody on the call, and all those that will listen to it. There's a grace that happens, and, and we are carriers of that grace. So um, it goes out from us. Whoever we meet, it, it spreads. So thank you, everybody.
You're welcome. Namaste, everyone.